Hey, hey, it's Coach Dr. Kim. I started this journey after having a stroke at the age of 36 years old. Since that time, I have moved forward with helping people live their best life, and I haven't turned back. This show is about learning to be present, open, and intentional in every area of your life. Keep listening to hear what I've been thinking, and be sure to rate, subscribe, and review. Kim, I could hear you thinking. This week on the show, I want to raise an important question. And I don't know if you think it's important, but I think it's important because leaning into 2023 and reflecting back on the past few years and all the things that we have been through as a global society, it's important to ask, what do we as humans value? And what do I, you, as an individual value in your personal work, just in your life in general. And I want to raise the question, do you take work home with you? And I don't necessarily mean that in the literal sense. So maybe your home is your work. Maybe you have an office at home. Maybe you don't commute to the office every day. Maybe you own your own business. Whatever work is for you, do you have a beginning time and an end time so that you are able to do the things that you enjoy outside of the things that make you money and allow you to put food on the table and shelter over your head, etc. And so that's just been running through my mind this past week. And so since the show's called I've Been Thinking, that's what I want to talk about because that's what I've been thinking. And the reason this came up for me is because there was a conversation I had and the folks involved shall remain nameless or anonymous. And the thought or the topic of passion came up and something kind of rubbed me a long way. It was something about it that insinuated that work that I do is a passion. And I without giving too many details, there was truth in that. Much of my work is related to my passions. The work that I do from nine to five and the work that I do in the evenings, on the weekends, and whenever I do it. And that is done intentionally because I've worked very hard to craft my life so that my work intersects with one another. Because the goal is to be an integrated person, to live an integrated life. I long tried to shed the label or the embracing of having a balanced life. Because to me, it embodied the image of being on a teeter-totter and or a tightrope and trying to figure out how to stay in the middle and not fall to one side or the other. Are interrelated. And so when I'm doing one thing or another... I am always on purpose, not necessarily living in my one true purpose. I don't, I don't believe that there's one singular purpose other than my faith. And so my activities, the things I do on a daily basis, the things that fill up my calendar, they are aligned so that they allow me to live on purpose, which shifts. However, there is a common thread through all of them. And in each of them, I can identify 
how it aligns with my passion. And if I can't, then that's a problem for me. And so with that being said, I don't know if that's normal for everybody, but I would like it to be. I would like for everyone to come to a point in life where no matter what activity, whether it's extracurricular, for money, or with friends and being connected, that it is part of the journey to living on purpose and not out of obligation or feeling stuck and stagnant or feeling like they're comparing themselves to someone else or whatever the motivation is behind it. I am constantly striving to evolve to the place where I'm reflecting on is what I'm doing right now part of the grand design and grand package that I see for my life and where I want my life to go. The direction is usually the same. The path pivots from time to time because opportunities pivot. But having that strategic direction gives me insight to say, yeah, you're nay opportunities that come my way. It gives me insight to say, I have said yes one too many times and now I am in over my head. And then it also motivates me to keep pushing when times get tough and I get tired. And that is very necessary because there's so many competing interests. Be right back after this quick break. When is being passionate about your work or what you're doing extreme? When does it become all-consuming? And I guess that's when it becomes extreme. Where's that boundary? Where do you draw the line to say, I care very deeply about the work I'm doing, which is a good space for me to be in. If I don't care about it, I don't want to be doing it. Um, Because especially in the work that I do, it's not easy. It can get down in the weeds. It can take forever to accomplish. There's no quick solutions oftentimes. And so there has to be a small, just a grain of heart in there somewhere, if nothing else. Otherwise, you wear out fast, or I would. And so where's that line in the sand that says, okay, I've gone too far. I care too much which just even makes me cringe to say that. I know where it is at the point in my life that I am now, and it took me having a catastrophic life event for that to come to my realization. I had a stroke at 36 years old. I now live life in a way that I share that repeatedly with others because I don't want that same thing for them. Out of the sky fell an article from... Harvard Business Review. And I don't know how I missed it, but it came around to me just when it was supposed to for this episode called Are You Too Emotionally Invested in Your Job by Melody Wilding. Wilding. And it was released in December. And she boiled it down to three simple things. You take criticism personally. Work follows you home and you're a people pleaser. Oh, there's a fourth. Your identity is your job title. So those are very blanket labels, statements, concepts. And of course, they're not true 100% all the time. They're not absolute truths. Yet, it is true that if you take criticism personally, 
it may be a sign that you are overly emotionally invested because you are now no longer to separate yourself from the work. Everyone can do better. And if someone gives you critique or feedback and you hear them say you need to do better rather than here is some information to help move the project along and you take it as a personal slight, then they that may be a sign that you're overly emotionally invested. Not to give the person a pass. Maybe they're bad at giving feedback. However, it's good to be accountable. Work follows you home. Guilty as charge. And especially with remote work. I remember early in the pandemic, having to set firm boundaries with myself, get up, drink water, eat lunch, if I was going to be doing some remote work, because it was so easy to just sit and work from sunup to sundown and beyond. And that is not healthy. So whether you're in the office or at home or wherever you may be, setting boundaries is important. And not necessarily because you're emotionally invested. That may be a habit that you have formed and you're just a person that likes to get it done now. Is it on fire? Will it wait till tomorrow? Maybe so. And if so, set it aside, go for a walk, spend time with your family, your friends, or whatever it may be that is important to you other than work. You're a people pleaser. Breaking that down, do you say no? And if you don't say no, why not? And a good test for that is when you say yes, do you feel resentment and bitterness about it? That obligatory yes is one of the worst yeses there is. When you know you don't want to do it, but you're just doing it because you just feel like you have to do it. And in some instances, if you work in a culture where that's expected, I'm sorry, first of all. Secondly, I'm sorry. And if you don't work in that type of culture and you just don't want to pass up the work or you don't want to be looked at as someone that is not a team player or whatever your excuse may be, be sure that you are looking at yourself and making sure you're not overextending yourself and overwhelming yourself beyond your capacity. And then breaking down the last one is probably one of the most significant ones for some people. Is your job title your identity? If you didn't have your job title today, who would you be? If you didn't have the job you have right now, who would you be? Can you answer that question? Are you so closely tied to your job that you don't know who you are outside your job? And parents experience this. Um, I'm kind of in that transition myself right now. My kids are getting older. And I have to ask myself, if I'm not mothering and parenting hands-on, what would I be doing? The answer is traveling. <laughs> or just reading a book or doing whatever I want to do. And I'm working on it right now, learning how to be content in that space. Transitions are something that we are 
experiencing every single day. And so when you look at this whole article that I've just reviewed, the overall question is, do you see your job as something you do or who you are? And I believe that question extends to a lot of things in our life. If someone said, who are you? The first thing we often answer is a list of titles. If we said, who are you? And you can't give me titles, not even your name. What would your answer be then? And that's what I'm going to propose that we reflect on for the week. Who are you? And if you don't know who you are, then who are you becoming? And guess what? You can become whatever you want to be. And that does not have to be something that we only tell kids. So just because we've grown up to adulthood doesn't mean we have to give up everything we've dreamed about. That's all I've got for today. That's what I've been thinking. Peace out. To schedule a session with Kim, visit www.kimregis.com where you can learn more about her. You can also book a free life coaching consultation. Find the link to her book, Meeting Just Fine, A Life-Changing Encounter, available on Amazon.com. View her TED-style talk and download useful resources. Tune in next week for more I've Been Thinking, Kim's Coaching.